Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is The Second Coming of Jesus. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come today so thankful. You're such a merciful God. Your mercies are new every single day, Father. We come today ready to receive, Father, hungry for your word, Father. Teach us through your word, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about this topic, the second coming of Jesus. My friends, are you ready for the second coming of Jesus? His return is near. Jesus is coming back in the clouds very soon to gather his followers. What a great, precious reward for those of us that are born again. Let's talk today about the second coming of Jesus and start in Luke chapter 17 from the Amplified Bible, the second coming foretold, verse 22. Then he said to his disciples, the time will come when you will long to see even one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. 23, they will say to you, look, the Messiah is there, or look, he is here. Do not go away to see him, and do not run after them. 24, for just like the lightning, when it flashes out of one part of the sky, gives light to the other part of the sky, so visible will the Son of Man be in his day. My friends, that day is coming very soon. We don't have to worry about being in the right part of the world because we'll all see it. All we have to do is look up. 25. But first, he must suffer many things and be repudiated and rejected and considered unfit to be the Messiah by this unbelieving generation. Folks, that's where we are still today. By and large, an unbelieving generation. The majority of people still following the world and the God of this world, ignoring Jesus or maybe giving lip service to him once in a while. 26, and just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the time of the second coming of the Son of Man. My friends, it's sad to think about how many people will perish. Think about how many people perished in the flood of Noah. And the Bible teaches us there's a narrow pathway to heaven and a wide pathway to hell. We have to be hungry to witness to people in these last of the last days to bring more people with us. 27, the people were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, They were being given in marriage. They were indifferent to God until the day that Noah went into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Folks, that's a picture of our world today again. People living life like there is no Jesus, indifferent to God or worshiping a false God. But Jesus' return is coming very soon. And God's will is to save all mankind, but sadly, most will reject him. 28, it was the same as it was in the days of Lot. People were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building, carrying on business as usual without regard for their sins. My friends, we think sexual perversion is bad in the world today, and it is. 
But in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, it was even worse. You see, there's nothing new with sin. Sexual perversion has been around forever, and it's back in the new design. The devil dresses it up in a different package and convinces everybody that right is wrong and wrong is right. 29, but on the very day that Lot left Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone, burning sulfur from heaven and destroying them all. My friends, again, another sad day for mankind as most people rejected the creator of the universe. 30, it will be just the same on the day the Son of Man is revealed. My friends, think about that. It's going to be the same as the days of Noah's flood and Sodom and Gomorrah when most people will miss the return of Jesus Christ. 31, on that day, whoever is on the housetop with his belongings in the house must not come down and go inside to take them out. And likewise, whoever is in the field must not turn back. 32, remember what happened to Lot's wife when she looked back. My friends, we know that she turned into a pillar of salt. We cannot desire the things of this world more than the return of Jesus Christ. 33, whoever seeks to save his life will eventually lose it through death. And whoever loses his life in this world will keep it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. 34, I tell you, on that night when the Messiah comes again, there will be two sleeping in the bed. The one, the non-believer, will be taken away in judgment, and the other, the believer, will be left. 35, there will be two women grinding at the mill together. The one, the non-believer, will be taken away in judgment, and the other, the believer, will be left. 36, two men will be in the field. One will be taken, and the other will be left. My friends, the great return of Jesus in the clouds is coming very soon. There'll sadly be one spouse going to heaven and one spouse left behind in this earth. See, the only way for any of us to go to heaven is to be born again. Jesus told that clearly in his scripture to confess him before men. Luke 21, verses 25 through 28 in the Amplified Bible, the return of Christ. 25, there will be signs attesting miracles in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth. There will be distress and anguish among nations in perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea and the waves. 26, people fainting from fear and expectation of the dreadful things coming on the world for the very powers of the heaven will be shaken. 27, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with transcendent, overwhelming power, subduing the nations and with great joy. My friends, there's only one Savior coming, and his name is Jesus Christ. There's no other God coming for the return to get his people. It's not all religions worshiping the same God as many have perverted people into thinking nowadays. No, the one true God sent his one plan for salvation, and his name is Jesus. 28. Now when these things begin to occur, stand tall, and lift up your heads in joy, because suffering ends as your redemption is drawing near. My friends, are you looking up? We're called to stand tall in these last days and to lift up our heads in joy because our suffering ends. Of course, the suffering in the flesh for living with Jesus. 
and dealing with a world that's so perverted in these end times that would make Christians out to be evil people. But our reward is drawing near. Now, closing today in Hebrews 9.28 in the Amplified, so Christ, having been offered once and once for all to bear as a burden the sins of many, will appear a second time when he returns to the earth, not to deal with sin, but to bring salvation to those who are eagerly and confidently waiting for him. Folks, salvation is coming to who? To those that are eagerly and confidently waiting for the return of Jesus. No, not some other God of their choice, not Mother Earth and all these perverted things that people are worshiping. No, Jesus is coming back for a second time to gather his church, to bring us up to heaven, to spend an eternity on streets of gold where there'll be no crying, where there'll be no sadness, where there'll be only joy. Father, we're so thankful for that day and we look forward to it. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the return of Jesus. We choose to look up, to stand tall, to lift our heads up in joy for the return of Jesus. We know it's very soon, Father. We refuse to be lethargic in these last days. We choose instead to be hungry to witness to people in these last days, hungry to live for you, on fire for you, living for you strong to the very last day. Not a lukewarm life, Father, but an on-fire life. And thank you for helping us. Thank you for your mercy when we've missed you, Father. Thank you that the Holy Spirit works with us and confirms his word through signs following. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.